0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to hear from Cavan manager Mickey Graham after um, a victory in Kingspan Breffney over Longford. Um, and we'll be just looking back over some of the consequences of that game. I suppose Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the anglo Celt, as always, joins me um, on Zoom. Still still socially distanced, Paul, but we're, we're getting out of this this pandemic, I'd say there's no man more relieved to see light at the end of the tunnel than you.
1: Yeah, you know, the funny thing, Damien, I've been working from home since March 2020, and I actually don't mind that. Um, and I think you were one of the first people to to point out that there might be a benefit to remote working for rural Ireland at the time when I was like, This pandemic's a joke, the lockdown's a joke, Tony Hurlan's a bollocks. Uh, <laughs> you, you, did, you did point that out at the time, and, and <clears throat> I think that. That's something that might might come to pass yet. I know we're seeing house prices rising around Captain, but I think we are hearing the odd story of of people moving home. A friend of mine and his his partner have moved home from Dublin and they're still uh under Dublin salaries, but they're they're living in this neck of the woods and so there's a lot of that going on as well. So yeah, we're coming to the end of it. A lot of negatives from it, but because I suppose for a change I'm gonna to look to the positives.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This, this, this new working from home, actually, it took a long time for, for positive mode to come in. But, you know, a few listeners actually have been in contact to say that, that, that they disagree with the people who don't like positive mode. Their, their, their um, outlook on life is a whole lot better now that, that you can see the sunny side of every story. Um, so it's great It's great to have two positive people on the
1: podcast. Yeah, no, I'm going back. I'm going back to my old style because, as you know, with a battery, if, if you're two positives, it wouldn't charge. You need a positive and a negative. <laughs> uh, you know, good men like me and you, Damien, know about batteries and engines and things like that.
0: <laughs> we um, do. We're excited
1: to put the jump leads on. I remember one time having to ring you because I didn't know how to put down the back seats in the car. So that <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I suppose... Look at victory at the weekend. We, we we done over on the Die Hard service, we've we done our review podcast looking back on, on on the game itself. But let's hear from the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham. I spoke with him after the game. i with Mickey Graham after victory here in Kingspan Breffin over Longford. I suppose at half time it was looking like they had clawed their way back into it. Momentum maybe coming with Longford, but second half performance by your boys were absolutely outstanding.
2: Yeah, we would have been very happy in the second half with the way lads uh, controlled the game. You know, we were playing against the, the wind picked up in that second half, so it was quite strong out there. And we told lads they would have to keep the ball in hand and run it and not be trying to, you know, look for the long ball in because conditions were very tricky. But I'd be very happy in the way that the lads managed that game the second half
0: in the first half I think six wides something like that some of the shooting was a long way out no wind assisted but second half a lot more efficient in front of goal
2: yeah look we knew we had to work to a certain area you know in the second half and I suppose that was on our minds and then lads weren't taking on those shots that maybe were taking on the first half with the wind on our back so you know they were definitely more aware of, of where they needed to get the ball to and they got the ball in the right positions and after some great build up play and patience but like you know again no more than last week you know we'd be happy with certain aspects but lots more room for improvement.
0: In the first half it looked like the, the Longford lads They could find a bit of space in the back line but the second half while still going man for man it was very very tight in the Cavan defence
2: Yeah no I think the boys definitely upped the work ethic and um, you know there definitely was more energy in them I think the, you know they kind of knew what they needed to do and a toss, especially as I said again against the wind they definitely upped the, upped the work with it and you could see that it was evident um, obviously Longford came back in with a penalty but I was delighted with the response after that you know the lads went back up and got the next score and got the next score after that so um, look at these are the games that you learn a lot about yourself and we'd be hoping we'd take a lot of learning from tonight a lot of lads put a, put a again in a big shift a couple of newcomers again showed up well so look at it's, 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 it's we got out of it what we wanted to get out of it to be honest
0: Just taking it back to the penalty it looked like the foul was outside maybe no question <coughs> about the black card but it'd been I mean outside the box but
2: inside the 20 middle line what do you think about that new rule? Yeah, look, at it. it's, it's it's a tough one. I watched last week a certain game where one lad it was inside and he rolled outside it and there should have been a penalty. But, yeah, look, it's harsh. It's it's a tough one for the referees, you know, I feel for them because it's very hard to know if it's a clear goal-scoring goal chance when there's two or three bodies or four bodies in there. And that rule was basically said that it was a one-on-one. But how can you def- call that a penalty when there was four or five bodies all around that area and it was a one-on and it wasn't? But, look, at it. it's a controversial uh, rule. Um, so look at wonder wonder will it stay, we'll see. Yeah, looking at it now two games,
0: five debutants. You've you've handed out five debuts in the two games, Keen Riley and Sean McAvoy coming on there as, as, as debutants, you're 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 giving lots of experience to lads.
2: Yeah, we need to. If we don't do it now, when are we gonna do it? You know what I mean? We have to look and see, you know, the depth of our panel. We have a few lads returning from injury too over the next couple of weeks, so the panel's gonna get stronger, but I think that's what the with the performance came from today, knowing that there's lads now on the way back and starting to put the hand up for, for selection. So, you know, you're only as strong as, as the lads that are behind you and we have a great bunch of lads behind us pushing everybody on and a couple of lads got their opportunities today and went out and, and, and took them. So, you know, it, puts, it, it creates great competition within the squad and that's what you like to see. And then Connor Smith coming off the bench,
0: Luke Fortune having a huge impact. Connor Smith, three points in maybe 15, 20 minutes. It's what you want off the bench.
2: Yeah, look at it. yeah, and that's what that's what substitutions are for. You're not looking for them to come in and just make up a number. You're looking for them to make an impact, and that's what we looked for last year, and that's what we got, and the same this year, or especially today we got an impact off the bench. So look at it. it's it's great when it happens. It doesn't always happen that way, but look at it. Just delighted that we got the result against a very um, you know very strong big physical Longford team.
0: Yeah, looking ahead now next week Derry put down another marker <sighs> with a very convincing win over for are here in Kingspan Breftny it's still in your
2: own hands though to, to get that promotion spot yeah look at Derry um, are probably a wee bit further down the line than us at the moment as a guard preparation and fair play to Rory he seems to have them kicking over really nicely um, they've seemed to hit the ground running um, watching them the last day against Longford they were very efficient and made no mistakes and you know we're expecting a really uh, tough battle next week and they It'll be full of confidence after their two huge wins. Yeah. Just lastly, uh, injury clear-ups. Anything uh, that you can report would would be
0: any players back for next week? And how's James Smith?
2: Yeah. Look, at we're hoping James isn't serious. He got a tough fall there. Now it wasn't pretty. Um, you see them at falls coming down in your head in rugby, and sometimes you know they can be nasty. So we're just waiting to see how he gets on. He's out in the hospital at the moment, but look, hopefully he's not as serious as it looked, and um, hopefully he can get back as quick as possible. But yeah, look at every week. Are getting stronger and some lads are starting to return, so you know we're not going to just throw them in either. Maybe you know we have to give them an opportunity to get a few weeks training under the belt before we maybe look and consider them.
0: Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Calvin, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business. Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Couple of interesting things. Obviously, he as he said there, he's happy with the second half, you know, up in the work rate. Um he mentioned about newcomers and then we got out of it what we wanted. And when you think of his team selection, he really is sticking by the story that league is league and, and championships where it's at, and he's going to blood players. He he's five debutants now in two games. And um and and he's sticking by this idea of of getting new players or getting players game time maybe that 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 he's he's looking for some new talent
1: yeah well he said it he said he was going to do it and he has done it so mm. he's, he's a man of his word in that sense i thought the most out of all the interviews he's given in the last few weeks yeah i thought the most revealing comment he made was after the Fermanagh game when when mickey brennan said to him you know would it loss against Longford now heat pressure on you and he says well it'll or something like that, or will this heap pressure on you going into the for game? And he Mickey's common reply was, it, "It would. It only heaps pressure on you depending on what what you want to get out of the league." So yeah. it, that was a real insight, I thought, as to how he was approaching it. He, he just wanted to he, like He probably knows his best team at this stage. Like they want the team that won the Ulster final last year is the, is the best Cavan team, I'd imagine. But he was waiting to see was could they freshen it up? Could two lads get into that team? would say for example. Um, and I'd say fellas have met, have made a good go at it. Like I'd say Patrick Lynch and Keefe McGovern in particular, they've had the most game time and they've put their best foot forward. Um we saw Ocean Brady did what well, didn't feature against Longford, maybe he had a knock. But like he he was starting against Fermanagh, so he must have been doing it lot right as well. Sean McAvoy got his first run as well. I thought he was lively. Um uh there was someone else as well, wasn't it? Key and Riley. Key and Riley. I mean he'd probably maybe the pick of him. Basically, a very good performance against Longford as mm. well. So for the whole hour as well. So uh, from that point of view, yeah, I think it's he, he'd be happy with what he's got out of it. But you don't want to get thrown into this this relegation uh, thing either. Like that, that would be a pain in the hold.
0: I suppose, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I don't suppose. I, I think it would be. Um, now, I don't just even looking at the other side, the permutations of it all. I don't see. Cavan losing the relegation playoff to, to, to any of the sides there and I I would imagine by that stage, so what Cavan have is on Saturday afternoon in Kingsman Brefty to take on Derry and then there's a weekend free and then you have your, your, your either semi-final playoff or your relegation uh, playoff and I'd imagine by then Mickey would be saying right, okay well I'm putting out my strongest team for that game and that's that's the way it's going to be. So, regardless of the result against Derry, he'll be eyeing up that two weekends away, that game against whoever it may be to put out a really strong team. And I'd say that might be the first indicator of of who he's going to trust against Tyrone in the championship. Now, a lot can change between um, the, the the championship game um, and and that relegation or promotion playoff, but looks like one player he he won't have from what I'm hearing anyway. It, it sounds like it's 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 pretty much confirmed though. Kieran Brady is going to be out for the season. Sounds like uh, I've heard it's his cruise shit is gone.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that has been confirmed and I heard that yesterday, but we held off on publishing that in the paper. Um because this was it's a serious thing a cruise shit. When you ask when you say to a footballer you're, you're going to miss a season and the effort that they put into it. It's, it's a sensitive matter and I think at this stage now it's Wednesday the injury happened Kieran on Saturday so I think we're okay to talk about it it's in the public domain and we were going to we were going right. we to stay away from it I suppose then, on, only that myself and yourself have been, have been told it, that's by so many people at this stage that you know it's the story is out there now and I suppose it's probably Kieran himself is probably just wants to get on with it and Sarn's recovery as well but what a blow what a blow to the man himself first of all and, and to the team um, the dreaded cruise, cruise ship it's, it's, it's something that I remember when Gerald McKerner did his cruise ship he did that on the third weekend of April in, in 2013 because I was looking back on a piece I wrote about it and I was talking to cabin supporters at the time and they were saying that Garold was 22 at the time or to, heading on for 23 and I remember one cabin supporter saying to me whenever we have a, a really exciting brilliant young player they seem to get a really bad injury that knocks him back, and he talked about Fintan Cahill. His knee went um, when he was in his late teens, and he was out of football for a full two years. Ronan Carlin getting a bad injury before the nineteen eighty eight on the twenty one All Ireland final, and then Garold McCarran, and like there was so much hope placed on his shoulders back in at that time in twenty thirteen, and now you have Kieran Brady. Now the only difference is Kieran is is an experienced player. He's not in his early twenties. He's twenty seven, um, and he's got his Ulster medal. He's, he's won medals at every grade of football that he's played at, and he'll be back. You know, it's yeah. not, not, There was always the thing with those other players where we thought, like Damien O'Reilly, young lads like that, when they were young, and you're thinking, oh, geez, you know, they're young, nothing can happen here. Kieran Dehalle will be back, and he'll be back better than ever because it's just the type of application um, and dedication that the man has.
0: Yeah, I, I I completely agree, and that, that that's kind of the point. That I was I was nearly looking to, Kieran Brady is exemplary in everything he does as a county senior footballer. You know, he his application, his attitude to training, his his effort on the field. He. he he, you, you never look at Kieran and go, ah, he's not really bothered today. He's always bothered. He, he's always at 100%. And he's a great role model in, in terms of, of, of the way he plays the game, the way he applies himself. And I have absolutely no doubt that what Kieran, when, when the initial disappointment of, of being out for the season um, starts to disappear a little bit, the, the desire to rehab this and get back better, stronger, faster quicker than than other players will kick into him because that seems to be the competitiveness that's in him. And I, I've absolutely no doubt he'll be exemplary to somebody else coming behind that'll go, oh well Kieran Brady done it this way. And look how good he is. And look how good he's got. And that's that's the way he's going to be there's there's no question in that. That's that's the type of character that he is. And look we wish him well. He's going to be an absolutely massive loss to Cav and I I I I don't think I'm I'm going too far and saying he's irreplaceable. He was so close to an all-star last year that you know, we we've lads that are very, very good and will come in and do an excellent job, but they probably won't be able to do it as good as Holla does it.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it exactly. And I know for a fact that that's not just lip service, or we're not just saying it because because he's picked up an injury that he was close to an all-star. I spoke to people who were in there in the all-star selection meeting, and he was mm-hmm. close. He was very close. Like he one or two votes in the difference, and he and he would have got an all star. Possibly, possibly, they might have said giving four to Calvin might have been too much, and that, that might have gone against him. But he was very close. So that's the quality of player that he is, and he is a player that is beloved by his supporters. Because how could you not love watching his style of play? So yeah. combative, aggressive. Me and you were trying before Damien I mean, to to define. How do you define that Calvin phrase? Oh, there's a great cut to him, and. <laughs> you, know, you should just show a video of Kieran Dahala because it's controlled aggression, it's passion, it's drive, and never never being sort of you see players that maybe their concentration wins or whatever. He's like he's like um just a hungry predator that just wants the ball and he's just gonna he's gonna get it and it doesn't matter what and he's gonna drive forward all the time. So he's held in the absolute highest esteem. I know his work colleagues, his club mates is is his uh county teammates, supporters, us in the media, uh, even though he's not a fella that you would be interviewing every, every week or anything like that, but it's not, it's just that's just the type of guy that, that he is. But he's held in absolute highest regard. So, look, hmm. the other way of looking at it is I, when I look back on the piece I wrote about Giroud at the time, and I'm faintly embarrassed by it because it's eight years ago, and I kind of wrote it nearly like an obituary for him. And I'm looking back, <laughs> door, and look, like though, when it, when there's when there's uh an injury like that, there's almost, there is almost a sense of mourning for a while. But at the end of the day, sports science has moved on and medical science has moved on so much that Kieran will be back playing. Um, he'll not play probably for Cavan. He won't play for Cavan in 2021, 20, but he'll be back playing at the start of the 2022 season and he'll be in the wing back jersey and he'll be as good as ever. And it's just mm-hmm. unfortunate, but thank God he got his Ulster medal last December. He's still young, he's still in his prime and he'll be back from it. It it's
0: not, it's more. not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. A cruciate is not like a while. It's a serious injury and it's as long term as you can possibly get. Long term used to be, you know, 18 months. Now it's less than 12 months without a shadow of a doubt, you know, for somebody like Kieran Brady. That's, that's the reality of it. And, and I think Bernard Brogan was his a six month recovery. Yeah, you know, oh
1: yeah, he, he... it's. It, I think the average is getting closer down to that now. Like, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely not much more than nine anyway. So, I remember at the time talking to Andy King about it, and you know, the the other the other amazing thing is like Kieran Brady's made a steal on the football pitch, and it took a, an impact injury as well. Yeah, and the impact happened when he he saw a chance to to uh, put in a good, fair, hard, physical hit on a forward, which he did. And unfortunately, there was a tackle on Ray and Brady, and unfortunately, uh, the must his knee must have just went on him. But it took it took an impact injury to cause it because he's one of those players that's never injured. And mm. even last year, when there was talk that he was injured, and he he had a very very unusual for him, he had a poor game against Monaghan last year, and we were like, we were hearing that he's he's carrying a bad injury, but he went on to turn in almost an all star season. So that's just mind over matter. So it, it it's just it took a a freak collision like that to slow him down eventually
0: to talk then a little bit more Jim um, Smith for the weekend looks like he's he's going to be out as well so um, I, 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 is it concussion or is it a neck injury or have you heard anything on James?
1: I, I haven't heard anything I just know he's doubtful um, I, I've just heard that he's, that he's doubtful so I don't know the ins and outs of it he was waiting on a scan or something like that so I, I wouldn't expect him to play myself on Saturday, but there's been conflicting reports, but from what I have been told by sources close to the team, is that he, he's doubtful, so that's what we have in the paper yeah. today, that Mickey Graham said he, he's highly doubtful, so again, that's another loss, and you know, what's interesting, Damien, because we don't have an abundance of midfielders on the panel at the moment, uh, like Paul Graham, Liam Buchanan, Brian McGee, that's three midfielders that were there last year that aren't on the panel at the moment, that cuts down your options Um. Mm. You know, Garo McCarran obviously has been playing as a half forward for the last while. He's played a lot of football midfield, so he can go in there. But you'd wonder who, who would be next in line because C- Gavin played Killian Brady there and he's been very, very effective. But he's not your primary midfielder. He's I think he's more effective. Defensive. Yeah, he's a defensive a midfielder. Yeah. And on the ground skirmishes, like he's brilliant. But you're yeah. going to need someone there for the aerial battle as well, uh, which is maybe going to be Garo. Connor Brady is in the mix there as well. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Paddy Mead, maybe or Cormac Timoney, gets a shout in there. It's going to be it's going because it's going to have to be someone that's going to have it's going to be able to get up in the air with Connor Glass for a start. Like we also saw a photograph that was going around on social media, um, like just mm-hmm. very very imposing athlete that they have there in the middle of the field, and I'm sure he's not alone. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be tricky now for Kevin to fill that void. it
0: will be interesting to see. Does Mickey Graham and the management reshuffle the whole deck? Do they or do they bring in somebody just to a straight swap on 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 a midfielder? You know, um, is it possible that they they put road out to the middle of the field along with Killian Brady or Conor Brady and then bring in a forward? Or will they try to hold Grode to where he'll most likely be playing against um, against Tyrone, keep him in the half forward line? It's, so. It, I, I, Or or could they shuffle the deck and bring out a, a Porrick Faulkner or a Killian Clark to the middle I'd of the field? I'd like
1: so. to see Porrick Faulkner come at the oh. middle field Because it's, it reminds me of Paul McGrath when he was playing centre back for Ireland under Jack Charton in the early years. and um, Jack Charton used to play in midfield because he said it's just too good to be playing at the back. And I think Faulkner yeah. brings bring so much to it at the back. And I think Killian Clark can start in there in the number three jersey where. Uh, you know, listeners will know I, I'd love to see Killian Clark playing fullback. Fa- Faulkner with his power. And like, even last week when he came up, he started driving forward, kicked it, kicked the point. Then he delivered a lovely ball inside for Connor Smith. And like, his goal scoring record last year, we were we were laughing at it. It was getting <laughs> out of hand. Like, so I, I think Faulkner, Faulkner could come out there and be as good a midfielder as there is around there, to be honest. Mm, but awesome. are you robbing Peter it's it's to awesome. play for? Play I
0: just just going to say that like he, he's, he's, he's an all-star full-back at the end of the day and it's uh, it, it's very very hard to take somebody from a, a position that they've just mastered and say okay now go master another one I, I think I, I'd prefer to see Killian Clark coming out to the middle of the field than Park Faulkner um, just for that reason we know that we've got a solid full-back we know that we've got one of the best in the country um, so I'd, I'd be inclined to hold on to him in, the, in that position but um, time, time will tell James Galligan or sorry Thomas Galligan I'm going into Mickey Brennan mode here uh, Thomas Galligan doesn't by, by accounts well by the fact that he wasn't togged out at the weekend gone by we're nearly assuming he won't be playing at this weekend either um, so again that's another option you're down but we should start to see some of the, the injuries clear up like Niall Murray was on the panel the last day I'd imagine he might be able to see some game time this weekend coming against Derry. Um maybe Quevean O'Reilly maybe coming back as well there. So the the, the injuries should be should be coming to the end. Like we're three weeks into into the third week of competition now.
1: Mm, you'd hope to see Jerry Smith coming back soon too. Jerry like, Smith, forgot. You know Jerry Smith and Thomas Gallagher in particular there are, are if if James Smith's not playing, yeah then Jerry Smith, Thomas Gallagher and, and Kieran Brady. And you're like you yeah, are missing four big men there around around your middle Middle eight, like the yeah. You know, you might replace one or two of them, you won't replace four of them. So that Cavan are going to be weakened, but those four lads gone from around the middle. So that's why maybe they'll look to bring Faulkner out. Um, maybe
0: you're going to push this one, are you?
1: Yeah, I am pushing this one. Yeah, I am pushing this. one <laughs> Jesus Christ, we just bring Faulkner out. He's <laughs> just not listening to me podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, but, yeah, yeah. But look, it's it's interesting. So even with all the bodies that are down, I still think there's a selection headache there for for Mickey Graham because there's not obvious uh, replacements for him. You have a lot of players there that that you know who do you bring in? You have a lot of different different players that so it's that could come in. So it's almost impossible to pick the team for Saturday evening, Damon, isn't
0: it? Yeah, like Michael argues, another option to come back in. He's going to be around that middle toward but he wasn't togged out at the weekend. So I wonder is that an injury or not? But there. I I have to say I think it's a very strong panel overall. Like there's there's a lot of different ways you could you could stack the deck to get a winning combination in a lot of games.
2: Mm.
1: It, it is, but, but but what what there is is what exactly what we saw last year in the in the Ulster final. So there's a massive drop off in experience when you go down onto the bench, and like in the Ulster final, Cavan only brought on two subs. And th- like I think of the players on the bench, there was something like eight of the subs that were under twenty two last year. I don't have the find the program in front of me, um. But there was a huge drop off in, in in let's say average appearances and so on between the starting team last year and the and the players who are on the bench. So that gave us a lot of optimism that you know these players were good enough to be to be in there and to be on match day twenty sixes and so on. But there's still a deficit of experience once you once you pass those core players, like there aren't many very experienced players that aren't making the team. Um, We'd say Niall Murray was one that was coming on last year. But after that, it's hard to think of players with huge experience mm-hmm. who, who weren't getting in there. You had loads of fellas like, you know, Oshin Pearson, Cormac O'Reilly, Cormac Timoney, um, Finbar McAvenue was on the panels. There were players who were very light on senior the experience. And I still think that is, that is the case. Like, you've Sean McAvoy there who... I thought did well last week on his debut. I mean, you know how good he is, but he hasn't started, started the match for his club yet.
0: That's right. And he's right, he
1: played with the county. So, in actual fact, we should mention that that he was he had a big week this week because he was presented with his honorary commemorative cap and jersey from, from one of his uh, underage internationals. There's a photograph of it in the cell t- today. So, imagine imagine talking about a sportsman that you're you're being presented with your international cap on the same week that you're still in the school and the same week you make your debut for the county senior team. Uh, yeah. Man with a big future ahead of him. E- even yeah. looking at the likes of Simon Cadden, uh, Gary O'Rourke, yeah. I'm looking through the names here, Kevin McGovern they were listed on the bench last week, Paddy Mead. Litton. Chris
0: Conroy was the most experienced bar Niall Murray.
1: Yeah, yeah, last week. Fairness, Chris Conroy's built up a lot of experience at this stage. Like, he's been there since the days of Terry Highland and um, did very well last year. So, but but it's
0: can we we make that like a biblical reference since the days of Terry Highland? You know, the old testament, he's he's yeah, exactly. He's the old testament. (laughs) (laughs) I think Terry'd love that.
1: No, Terry's Tash was the old testament.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah but that you're you're very right in in terms of the drop off of experience but yes like I I, I, do you know why I I can't imagine why but Jerry Smith had gone out of my consciousness for the last couple of weeks for some reason Um, and 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 when you look at that back line when you have Luke Fortune Jason McLaughlin Ushing Kieran and Park Faulkner Killian Clark Key and Riley stepping in do brilliantly Either Connor Brady or Killian Brady possibly go back towards the the defence, which they generally do, and you throw in Jerry Smith. You're you're stacked with options in the backline, really, aren't you?
1: Yeah, you are. Yeah, but even though Kieran Brady is irreplaceable, as you said, we don't have a player that, that does what he does. Um, no, and I mean that's no fault of of the footballers out there in the county. I mean, it's very, just different styles. Though. Different styles, yeah. But it's it's, it's his drive. Uh, that's the thing with him. It's, it's just his drive that he just keeps going. And, you know, there's no quit in him whatsoever. You know, there's just no end to him. But look, we're just going to have to accept that Kieran is not going to be playing this year. Um, Ocean Kieran is playing great football there at centre after. He's, he's been Calvin's kind of best player, I think, to, to date in these two games.
0: I agree.
1: I agree. Definitely. Martin Riley, not far behind him as well. And he's, I, th- I think Martin Torrance 34 this month. Or he is, could have been 34 in the last week or so. Um, so, again, right. testament to him. He, he's been very good, I think, in the two games as well. Tell
0: me this, and Mickey Brennan makes the, the, the point on it, in free-takers. I, I was just trying to look back over the two games, and I make it the Cavan only missed... Well, they missed three frees in the Fermanagh game um, and missed one which dropped short in the uh, Longford game. But I actually think the free-taking is... is is improving. I think our I'd love to check back on our, our conversion rate from freeze this year so far compared to other seasons because it was well below fifty percent in other seasons in seasons gone by. And even though it's chopping and changing when Ushin Pearson and, and Patrick Lynch were having a, a discussion over it, the result was right. Ushin Pearson stuck the ball over the bar and, and, and that's what you want. So um that's something that if Cav and to push on to to to, to success the free taking has to be consistent.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it has been an issue in the last couple of years of times. Like we talked about that before. You, Niall Murray taking freeze. And so you had the ma- like and you did well, but you had the manufacturer free taker who had never really been a free taker and was well into his career. Like um Ray McGallaghan kicked an unbelievable free from the sideline last week. And then yeah. just another long range one from like in front of the goals, but it was a long way out. Um it, isn't Addy this Cart- kicked a couple of great ones as well.
0: Just on Ray Galligan, isn't this confidence up like you know I, I always thought the only reason that Ray Gallagher ever missed a, a free was, was confidence um, and now he looks like the, the player that we know he's capable of being in terms of free taking like he's 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 on another level that 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 victory last year has has settled him into a comfortable state where he's just kicking the way he's capable of kicking
1: yeah I agree with that yeah definitely definitely I think I think he's carried on his form from last year. <clears throat> last year, there wouldn't have been many goalkeepers that ever had a season like he had last year in the in the championship. It was absolutely extraordinary. And he, so it was. always going to be hard to replicate that. But I think he's. We've, we've seen him with it with the free took particularly from the sideline against Longford. was was a great one. I thought Oshin Pearson's free um, at the end of the first the half. For, that was a the halibut, first one, yeah. Halibut. And the second one was was tricky. It was missable for a forward who, like Oshin, isn't playing with a whole lot of confidence at the minute. You can see that forwards go in and out of confidence and mm. in and out with that and you can just see that with him that you know he's, his handling wasn't great the last day but like I have no doubt about his quality and that'll just come with a forward that just comes you, you just come it just comes and goes and he might need you know he just might need something to flick like Owen Mulligan when, when he was Owen Mulligan was having a stinker of a season back in was it 2000 whenever he scored that great goal 2005 I think it was five yeah, and next yeah. thing you know he got that goal and sure in the replay he had something like 1-5 scored by half time like mm-hmm. he was just a new man that's just how right forwards go so. uh, but I thought that was a great free by Oshin, Oshin Pearson and the second one was tricky and he got it over as well so look, it's Cavan it's, are suffering setbacks now and what we were talking about before uh, Damien about Cavan got a decent run without injuries I know we were kind of disagreeing on that but I think in terms of the main players that, that were going to be starting on the team there was none of these long-term injuries. Really. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Kevin, Kevin, they had a few injuries. Like, Niall Murray had a long, long-term injury, but he was back for for the championship, fit to come on in games. Um, Thomas Callaghan was carrying carrying an injury, but was obviously fit to make a huge impression. Like, But we didn't have any player who'd say, right, he's a definite starter and he's not going to feature at all. And now we have that with Kieran Brady. Um, and you might pick up another one. with These injuries... Come sometimes coming 2s and 3s so Cavan are facing all these setbacks so I can see why Mickey Graham has been blooding players because you're going to need mm. them you know, you're, you're, realistically you're going to need them
0: yeah I completely agree completely agree Um so folks that, that's going to bring us to the end of the podcast if you want to hear all the reaction from the Cavan ladies commogues victory um, over Antrim at the weekend and the Cavan ladies footballers victory over Monaghan at the weekend um, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are calvin where Aideen Coyle joins me and I have an interview with both the, the camogie and the football manager. Um, we also have a preview coming up on Friday looking ahead to the Cavan against Derry game. We're going to be joined by Michael McMullen from the Derry Post to look ahead to uh, that game which is Saturday afternoon. So um, looking forward to that one. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening to the McAvoy Supervalue GEA podcast. And hope you have a good week.